Good evening. My name is Greg Epps, and tonight you are on the seventh episode of Conservative Podcast. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. But first, I need to introduce my a very special guest of mine. Her name is Montana, and she's going to be helping me hosting tonight's episode. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm more than excited to be hosting an episode with you tonight. Uh, I've seen your anchor. Uh, guys, I highly recommend you check her out. I uh, I will put a link after my tweet. I will send an additional tweet with her link of her anchor channel. I highly recommend you guys go check her out. She has some great uh, things that she does on her channel. Like I said, I, I recommend you go check her out. Um, tonight... What we're going to first be covering is the Green New Deal, and uh, Montana is going to take it away. Great. Well, um, there's a lot of things <clears throat> re, um, as far as uh, the, the Green New Deal, as it's called. I don't think a lot of people realize, but maybe they do, maybe they don't, but it is a... Um, an F, uh, FDR um, uh, in response of the Great Depression, whenever he had that, uh, and or you know whenever the uh, it was, and uh, they what they did was is they did he did a microeconomic reform, and what that is is it's two categories: it's tax policies and um, competitor. And so what he did was, is that on the competitor side, it's um, competition and it involves the antitrust and the anti-monopoly that people can look at. Um, also, with the tax policies, there's two um, variations of that. It's, and with, with my, like I said, it was microeconomic reform. There's also a macro and economic reform. There's two differences. Um, and with this green deal, uh, looking on the, you know, in the background and things like that, it, it is also called, uh, ordo liberalism and that's spelled O R D O and then liberalism. And, uh, this had to do with, uh, central, uh, Germany, uh, when they approached the European, uh, sovereignty in the, in the debt crisis, um, which caused a lot of conflict, you know, with other European countries and stuff like that. But there's this good book. Um, it's called The Transmission of the Ideals of Freedom. It's by Frederick Hayek. And, he's, um, and he wrote this in 1951. And he was an economist. Um, well, and, and he kind of actually classifies himself as being a classical liberal. So there is a difference, you know. Um, but anyway, um, further, further going on as far as the, there's three theories in, um, three theories of the Great Depression, which I'm just want to just cover real quick. And everybody else, right, what they can yeah. do is they just cover it really you know, quick. The, yes. I, I hate to interrupt. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 that's fine. Because what they can do is they can just look these things up. But the first one, it's called Keynesian. It's K-E-N-E-S-I-A-N. And that is microeconomics. Okay. Yes. And then the, 
Yeah, it's K-E-N-E-S-I-A-N. And then there's the second one is monotaristic. It's M-O-N-E-T-A-R-I-S-T. And that is variations of money, you know, circulated. Um, Then let's see here. The next one is called heterodox. Now, this is where the socialism comes in big time. Um, And that's spelled H-E-T-E-R-O-D-O-X. And um, it's kind of an umbrella uh, term, but what it basically is, is it's anarchist economy, socialist, Marxism, feminists, uh, social, uh, and then, but there's two types of the one that I told you before, the Keynesian, there's social post-Keynesian, and then the new Keynesian. Um, This heterox is the social post. So that you don't want to confuse yourself with that. Um, let's see here. Da-da-da. Okay. And then um, when I was doing some more research uh, regarding uh, all this socialism, and, or I mean uh, the Green Deal, it went into with the history of the heterodox. It uh, went into um, a- a social credit. It's also called merchantism. M-E-R-C-A-N-L-I-L-I-S-M. And what this is about, uh, social credit is, is where, and they did, he did, they did some quotes on this. Um, and it's kind of interesting because, but, you know, I'm just going to kind of briefly go through everything. Um, it says here what we really demand. Now, this is what they quoted, these socialists. What we really demand of existence is not that we be put in a position to construct a utopia of your own. You think about that. So um, anyway, but with this credit, social credit, Canada, UK, New Zealand, Australia, and Solomon Islands still have this, by the way. Um, Okay, now the next part of uh, the Green Deal, basically what it is, is uh, it falls under also the Agenda 21, and it's the Sustainable Living uh, Agenda, um, where you, they don't want you to have rural properties, Uh, they want to take your property rights, and they want you to live in cities so they can micromanage you. And all this stuff comes from uh, control population, you know, eugenics. I'd like to uh, talk about that for a second. Uh, there is absolutely no way they could force, because to force everyone to live in a city for population control, because we still need farmers in America. Mm-hmm. We cannot import. We're the breadbasket of the world. There is absolutely no way if we did that which is uh, not likely as long as Donald Trump continues to be president. If that ever happened, our economy would be worse than the Great Depression if she ever made that move. Mm-hmm. It would. This is absolutely insane what she is proposing. Basically, how I view the Green Deal is I just view it as taking American uh, rights away and cow farts. That's all it is. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she's basically just, in a way, I would say, uh, declared war on cow farts because, come on, let's, that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, what they did is with that green, the green deal, the background on that is what they did was, is they, they're pairing um, labor programs with measures of the, that's where they bring in the climate control. So what they do is, um, uh, I mean, and exactly a week after the 2018 midterms, um, there was this climate justice group called Sunrise Movement. I actually saw something about that not too long ago, but you cannot mm-hmm. control the, the climate because this is God's green earth. You cannot control his climate. He, Even if you have some kind of device that could do that, it's not going to be able to keep up with the world's climate, or especially in just America alone, because we're one of the largest countries on earth, and you cannot control what God does with our climate. Well, you know, the thing is, is that um, it all, history repeats itself. And we're seeing that right now. The Democrats mm-hmm. are the, they're, as Donald Trump said today, or yes, as he said today, that uh, the Democrats are the anti-Israel party. They're the anti-Jewish party. They're, they're the new fascists. Yep. They've always been that way. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, uh, what I found amazing was is just a week after the 2000 midterms is when this, that group came in and what they did was, is it, they're called the sunrise movement and they actually, they uh, organized and uh, did a protest in Pelosi's office and had her support this. But this sunrise movement, um, it's, uh, it's Evan Weber and, um, Michael Dorsey and what they did was is they rented they took grant money okay government money okay $30,000 and what they did was is they opened up an office space from the Sierra Club and uh, then what they did was is they came up with this plan they drafted the plan called U.S. Climate Plan 105 and uh um, anyway, so that movement launched the one uh, the five hundred one, and in two thousand seventeen, and worked during the midterms. They they would this is really important. This part here is what this this um, this movement did was they worked during the midterms to out candidates who would not refuse funding from fossil fuels and industries, and. Um, to elect the proponents of renewable energy first and um, who endorsed that, believe it or not, is a lady called her, her name is she's out of New Mexico. She's a Dem Republic of the first congressional. Um, her name is Deb Hayland, H-A-A-L-A-N-D, uh, Cortez, O-A-C did, uh, and also um, Rashida. Uh, so they're all mixed up with this, um, you know, with this green deal, but it's all from FDR. It, all they did was, is they, they took something of old and they turned it into, um, uh, as if it's some new thing of their own. They just modified it just a, a little bit, not, uh, 
Um, you know, and then, you know, of course, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Cory Booger, Dianne Feinstein, Nancy Pelosi, they're all part of that, the Greenpeace and the sun, this Sunrise Movement, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing uh, under the environment section on Conservapedia, I'm seeing that uh, she's also a part of uh, Greenpeace, too, and mm-hmm. what the driver is here is that the only reason I think really she's voting for this is because she's a millennial for starters. So this doesn't help because uh, my teacher, um, she's a millennial. Uh, she's conservative, but she she um, she thinks uh, Cal Farts have something to do with our climate too. But she says it is, there is absolutely no way climate change is happening wow. Gosh. at this pace. It's not happening this fast. So I well, I'm glad that she doesn't think it's not happening that fast. But I'm honestly, I think cow farts are a millennial thing. I I think it's um kind of like a fad. It's it's like you know how people used to say, really, really, you know, it's just it's just some new thing that they have uh, to uh, to talk about. Um, you know, I mean, with Cortez, you, you into she she um. You know, she worked as an organizer for Bernie. So mm-hmm. yeah, she did. But the thing that uh, is not good about Alexandra is she, um, she, okay, her, her people that she's with is Move On, Black Lives Matter, which we know what that's about. Okay, uh, uh, can I interrupt you yeah. for just a second? Maybe about I, I've I've heard. I've done a lot of research on the Black Lives Matter movement. It, there, there is, uh, if you look deep enough past the political filters, um, you can mm-hmm. see. I cannot give you the name of the five hundred three C company because this is all coming from my memory from previous research. I cannot give mm-hmm. you the name of the five hundred three C company, but it definitely is uh, funded by multiple five three O Cs, and they all. Uh, tracebacks from the pocket of Soros. So the, I'm, I would not be surprised if the Greenpeace movement and the Sun uh, Sunrise movement also are having support from uh, the Soros pockets. I would not be surprised uh, as long and with the uh, House Energy and uh, Committee Commerce that would probably also be uh, funded, you know, indirectly by the uh, as the Soros pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, who um, who endorsed uh, Cortez? You know, when she was in her 2018 campaign. Let's see, it was Move On Dot or uh, Move On the uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, uh, Cynthia Nixon, Planned Parenthood. Uh, something called N A R A L, which is pro-choice. You know, that's the pro-choice. Yeah. Um, and the M D A G S, which is Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense. Michael Moore, and uh, let's see what else. And I'm pretty sure. Oh wait a minute. Um, and she also classified. Oh, I know one thing. I know noted here. She uh, or Cortez also classifies the media as sexist. Oh God! See, she is a very typical millennial. Again, this is nothing new about how she's a millennial. 
she is a big she claims she is the democrats best new face even i hate to say yes. it but it's she yes. is what the democrat party wants in a way because she is a millennial she is of hispanic descent she's uh mm-hmm. uh she's a cat uh Catholic, uh, right? So she's basically the what the Democrats have been asking for from the start of 2016, mm-hmm. and that's all. They're gonna use her as a puppet, definitely during this 2020 election. Well, you know, with that new thing going on, um, I haven't heard anything more about it. You know, with her uh, the some kind of campaign violation that. She's oh yes, doing. with the uh, slush funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, who also supports this very noble uh, three people, um, Pocahontas, uh, Elizabeth Warren, as we know her, um, the crazy commie, Bernie Sanders, and mm-hmm. what I like to call um, the the rabbit, uh, Cory uh, Booker, because he eats like a rabbit, since he says, our days are numbered. Oh, you know what? That is hilarious. He's crazy. Uh, oh, I couldn't believe that when I heard that. That is hilarious that someone would think we're going to get rid of the U.S. beef industry. That is absolutely hilarious. You know, when people push, you know, this this is this is what it is. This is where it all rounds up to where um, this what socialism is. It's and if you oh, no, go if ahead. you and oh, that's okay. If you remember, uh, remember her her tweet and saying remember when she said i'm the boss she's no boss she's a puppet it's all... right but do you remember her saying uh, that? i the thing is she she has a tweet out there that says i'm the boss at the bottom of it <laughs> and this is the thing the... <laughs> there, there, there is this no is... way she is the boss of anything <clears throat> but she is but it's all socialism what socialism is, is they want to run your life. They don't want you to have anything like the what I was telling you before. Um, let's see if I can find it. Um, what did I say? And I said, listen to this real closely. Ah, here it is again. This is in quotes, is what social credit. If you ever get a chance, read up on social credit. Um, it was a philosophy by H. Uh, uh, C.H. Douglas and he was a British engineer and uh, and um, and the, that political party actually exists like I was saying in Canada, uh, UK New Zealand, Australia and it Solomon also Island. exists in China because uh, I'm learning it again but my teacher, uh, my sociology teacher, social credit? social credit system it is a, she said it's a very big thing in China, that's how you can actually mm-hmm. buy stuff too and travel mm-hmm. different places in China and also like I said I myself in a previous episode uh, I uh, kind of was able to get the rules bent because I could not take my oral comm class because I cannot speak on a graded system with people mm-hmm. judging how I speak I don't mind being judged but I don't want to be graded for it in front of like 20 right. kids that's how much oh, of course not so, when I speak freely, that's when I do best. Right. I cannot. Right. I don't know who could handle. I mean, I have a very uh, problem. I have a very big problem with that. It's followed me all of my, again, this social crap. 
them is basically in a way some kind of banking system for China. So if you are, it's a it's a philosophy. Yeah, so if you're good with it, their it's states, actually a, it's a it's a political party yeah, so in uh yeah. in China. If you do good things for the government, then they'll give you credit. And if you have so basically, if you have enough social credits, then what mm-hmm. you can do in China is maybe you could buy a car, or maybe you could spend your points on traveling to a different region of China. It's mm-hmm. so basically, it's not it's their social currency. But why would anyone need social currency if we have our own form of currency and just have a bunch of? like a bill of rights like we have here included into our government with no social currency. Well, if you notice, everything is going to, uh, I think it was 2008, the banks, um, the banks and the grocery store and all those things. What happened was, is they all turned into, uh, they turned over their system to prepare for the cashless society. And everything, if you see everything, especially like with the, uh, the superhuman V chip. So we've got the human super V chip. We have chip. We have the socialism. We have the, um, uh, all, all the, uh, the one world order. And if you put all those things into play, uh, it's, all, um, it's all the sign of the time of the end. You know, like how the Bible talks about that. Yes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I would say that right now in the Western world, we are the only bulwark against the one world order and socialism. If we fall and our spirits do not burn bright for freedom, we will fall and we'll become not a bulwark for uh, a pro-American independent government from the socialist policies will become a puppet just like Europe has fallen and uh, Australia is in the fight for uh, independence from the socialist uprising across the globe. It's not happening all across the world. France is in total revolt of the government. The UK I believe is also going to follow suit here in a short amount of time. Especially we can see now also start off with the Brexit movement. Mm-hmm. It's very, very powerful what's going on around the world. We, the, I believe this is our last chance between now yep. and our next election to prove to the world that we're going to be the bulwark for the next four years after 2020 to stop the spread of socialism again. Well, you know, FDR was in that same circle as Margaret Sanger. They want to, uh, you know, they, they're all in that Darwinism. Um, and the, the funny thing about, I, I never really realized this, but, uh, you know, when I did the history in college and stuff, but FDR, um, you know, everything on that terminology with Hitler, uh, the socialism, um, and all this, it's all about seriously, you know, and with uh, abortion. It's all about control. Uh, it's about control and it's a, the survival of the fittest, it's called F I T I S T. And um, they evolve uh, only ruling class, you know? It's, and so, and they. Okay, I'm sorry, but uh, could I do a little context in here? So basically, sure. gentlemen, uh, 
I'm a big uh, World War II history fan. I love to talk about World War II. I love viewing the extreme ideologies and how it clashed within the 1940s. It Basically, what happened during World War II, this was a clash of ideologies. You had capitalism, you had Nazism, and you had communism all clashed together in one big four-year-long war. And then you had imperialism, which was all of ally and sense and the Axis nations' desires. They wanted uh, a one-world order, but they only wanted it in their favor. They could not split with another ideology. So right now, capitalism is the um, funding, is the best way to go for most nations. But people, again, we're seeing history repeat itself. We're seeing communism Mm -hmm. rise up again. And we're seeing that it's clashing with capitalism again in our government. It's clashing with countries. It's almost, I think, if this happens and Donald Trump does not get elected, which I think is very unlikely that he will not, uh, that he will lose, it's very unlikely. It's very unlikely right now. If somehow that happens, America is going to be, um, in a blaze of war, and there will be no winner between uh, freedom and uh, authoritarian government. Well, you know what's really funny when you really think about it? All the people on the Democrat side, uh, look at uh, all who's running, okay? So we have here Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, Dianne Feinstein, Kamala ha- Harris, and all these people. Think about all those together. Who's going to, you know what I think? I don't know why, but uh, it's kind of hilarious. If you think about all these people, and these were the worst ones that were against President Trump, and think about them um, all turning on each other. It's going to be hilarious. Watch them tear them apart. So basically, like Mm -hmm. I said in my um, last episode that I had a guest host um, with Carly, Basically, what I mm-hmm. called them was we had an Indian, a communist, a hooker, and uh, and a rabbit, uh, and a rabbit, uh, basically running for the presidency or trying to run. And mm. what really starts this off is they're going to be on their own liberal media, CNN, and they're going to destroy themselves while they're answering these questions because someone is going to disagree with the other, and then. Uh-huh. CNN is not going to be able to take both sides. It's impossible for them to do that. I, I think it's going to be hilarious because I, I'm waiting to see this, to see who's going to turn on who. The Democrats are going to split into two parties. They're going to, I think it's going to be, uh, okay, well, they're all liberal. So they're all liberal. So right. I think what would happen if they're going to play they're going to say, oh, well, this is uh, Sanders' party side of the Democrats, and this is the uh, Warren side of the Democrat party. Mm-hmm. It's what, it, that's what's going to happen. And especially, this is going to take a lot of pressure off Donald Trump while the Democrats are busy destroying themselves. That will give him breathing space mm-hmm. to go around mm-hmm. and campaign where he lost um, – the votes um, during the midterms, during the Senate uh, re-election in House. I think where he should really be campaigning is if he can campaign where these taxes are like really high back in the Bronx and Queens, 
I think he could mm-hmm. definitely win the votes back there because what what I see here is I see a quote from uh, uh, Cortez's uh, mother, and she says, I was paying $10,000 a year in real estate taxes up north. Now I'm paying 600 a year in Florida. It is stress-free down here. Now, wh- what does that tell you? Pe- a lot. That people that, are not going to be get- happy with high taxes. No. And with her and with, uh, um, with Cortez... She wants to, you know, have 100% renewable energy. She wants to tax the rich uh, people, uh, you know, the wealthy businessmen, um, 70%. Okay, That would kill our economy. Right. And I, I just, you know, with it being two point, what, trillion dollars per year to go everybody a 100% renewable. But the thing is, is that this, the, the, this new green deal or green new deal thing it's it's your i forget which article that i had that i uh, found but it said something about how much each individual person will have to pay like what eight thousand dollars per year or i forget what it is uh, or something that can you um do you know what that is i didn't look that up uh, but see. i know what we we were supposed to it's people were uh, having um, really pretty upset with um, having something about coming out of your own pocket. It's going to be, I think, if what she wants is a form of kind of an economic slavery type of thing, making the economy a slave to the government. Oh my gosh, it's, that's that is... what's going to happen if if mm-hmm. this, if this somehow passes. Um, and gets enough support from both sides, but no Republican would vote for this, or else they'd be a complete fool. They might as well just consider themselves a Democrat. Oh, I and know. leave the party. Yeah. So yeah. I, I see here. I do not see the price, but it would for all uh, uh, part for all classes. So in America, whether you're poor, the middle working class, or you're the uh, rich, your taxes are going to skyrocket no matter what it's a 70 percent marginal tax rate for incomes ten dollars uh, i meant excuse me 10, 10, 000, million, 10 million 10 million right. i had a bad brain fart <laughs> talk about cow farts um, uh-oh okay so and then what she also wants is free public college and trade school you cannot give people mm-hmm. free school are you, you can't education is i would say Where it's not really a right because you have the choice whether to go to school or not whether to go to school or not because what you know what's gonna do it's gonna cause everyone to go broke well yes and where are they gonna okay where is the money coming from with her uh two point what trillion dollars uh for the renewable where's the money coming from for everybody to have uh medicare where is the money coming from for her to have uh, for us to get all uh, uh, free schooling and all, all these things that she's saying? Where is this money coming from? What's going to be, in other words, where is she going to take it from? I don't think she can take it from anywhere because there's nowhere to take it to. You cannot get $2 trillion from our government because we're, we're already in billions of dollars of debt with mm-hmm. our government. 
so she basically what she wants to do is she wants to turn that billions of debt into trillions. And who's going to pay that back? Who's going to pay that back? And it pins right back on us, the working class and the of wealthy. Course. And, the, and the poor are going to, as they move up the social ladder, they will be paying for this to everyone. Every single legal American will be paying for this. And it's going to cause bankruptcy to absolutely skyrocket. Uh, well, you're, you're not going to end up having anything of your own because eventually that's what socialism is. It's all is they want to, Right. They want to control everything that you do and say. And it all goes all hand in hand with all uh, with the Hitler. You know, um, the thing is, I mean, if, if we really think about it, you know, with all the abortions and stuff like that. But socialism, in my view, it's for dummies. It's for lazy people. It's for lazy minded people. And it's people that want to be controlled. And, uh, and, you know, like I said before, that's your, you don't uh, have your own utopia. They want to take, they don't want your, you know, and we're just going to, we're seeing civil war right now. We're seeing it. It's not, we're not physically fighting. Uh, Well, okay, maybe we are a little bit like what, like the mega hats and stuff. That's absolutely ridiculous what happened. But I think in a form of civil war, what we're seeing here is we're seeing uh, media control. Who controls what is being posted, what the propaganda is, and who mm-hmm. is controlling the government? Uh, it, it's kind of like a uh, we're having a civil war that it, we're fighting a civil war without the fighting. There's a book called Art of the War. You probably have read it. Um, it's it's um, it's fighting without fighting. It's called Art of the War. And, um, you know, I mean, the old, the, the true saying is a house divided cannot stand. Right. Exactly. What, what I, and as we see here, like a lot of these major social media platforms, it, mm. that is the battleground. Yes. And, and the liberals have an ally. It's called the developers and they can <laughs> shadow ban people. They can remove people and suspend people that support mm-hmm. Trump for absolutely no reason. Yes. It, that's a censorship of free speech. Now, very quickly, uh, I'd like to talk about like the uh, underlining ideas of the Green New Deal. So it's, uh, in quotation marks, a conservative PETA, economic security for people who are unwilling to work or what it or what she calls it is a UBI. It's universal income. So basically, what it is is if you're too lazy to what uh, get off your ass and work. Um, mm-hmm. uh, excuse the language, but I yes, that's this, true. Yes. So basically, if you're too lazy to get off your ass and work, if you're able but you just don't feel like it, um, basically what the government would do is just pay for you to sit there on your lazy ass and watch TV and tweet all day. Or play video mm-hmm. games, which is absolutely unacceptable because that's going to be coming out of uh, the working class paycheck. Right. So basically, you're going to be working 8 to 12 hours a day at a job that you may not like or you may love. But you're still going to be upset, though, that your paycheck is just going to go to someone who is sitting on their chair and watching TV. And that person who's working might think, oh, so... If they get to uh, not work and get paid by the government, I might as well just do that too. 
Well, you know, and just remember, too, is they want the open borders. So all our money is going to uh, house uh, illegals. Right. Very unacceptable. They're not. And what really made me upset about what she said is that illegals are more American than we are. Excuse me, but I don't know what the hell you're smoking, but you are not. They're not more American than we are. They're crossing our border (laughs) illegally. So what if they're maybe native? It doesn't matter. They're not legal citizens. Right. And they can come legal because you know what? They spend anywhere from $6,000 to $15,000 with these coyotes. Absolutely insane. How come they just can't go get the $800 uh, application fee for... uh, citizenship they don't want to pay and these people half of these people don't even come in skinny they're they're fat no. and they're dangerous they're gonna kill people because as we've seen most of these people across our border are killing college kids they're raping children oh i know and they're robbing <clears throat> stores and they're committing crimes and in some cities it's basically the only people are committing crimes are illegal if you look at North Carolina, because there's there's this one website called uh, IllegalAlienCrimeReport.com, and that's the one I always post on my Twitter feed. And uh, if you look at that, um, you know, and it, it does it, it it's just not uh, illegals that are from our country, uh, uh, from Mexico. It's all over, but the majority is from Mexico because we're connected. That's why we need the wall. And, uh, you know, and a lot of people don't realize if they look at the Great Wall of China, was that um, something that was uh, productive? Oh, yeah, it was productive. It gave the reason I, I actually when I did uh, world history back in eighth grade, we actually talked about the Great Wall of China. And that served that was to prevent the Mongols from invading. Right. And it worked very well. I mean. They couldn't even scale the wall. That wall is over 2,000 miles long, the Great Wall mm-hmm. of China. And it worked so well. And China had over 1,000 years of uh, shoot, um, imperial rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they did not get invaded by the Mongols like Russia did, like Eastern Europe did, because they had a wall to shield their country. Right. That's why they call it the Great Wall of China. Yeah, and the Democrats think, oh, no, that's just a wall. It's just there for decoration. Then why is it over? Then why is it like a thousand years old then if it was just there for decoration? Exactly, and it's still there too. Looks pretty intact to me still. Yeah, you can visit it. It's pretty impressive. Well, you know, and and then not only that, when you really think about it, uh, there's so many things that they are, you know, uh, being a hypocrite about because they have security. Um, A lot of the gun rights people also, too, is they have uh, they have bodyguards with guns. They have, you know, and and, or walls around their houses, fences, gates. uh, Oh, yes. Every single elite Democrat has a wall and bodyguards armed with weapons uh, at their at their gate. It's just hilarious to see that, hey, they, they if they do not want a wall, why does not take the walls around their house and even take the walls out of their house itself? Well, you know, a lot of people say, they speculate, these people that are against 
this wall. Why? You know, when you really, really, excuse me, when you really, really think about it, what all the ones that are definite about against the wall, what are they involved in? What, you know, what, you know, what are they, why is it that they're so against this? They have to be involved in like some kind of trafficking ring. That's to get it's that's the answer. And uh, yes, it is. We, we've seen that with multiple people on Twitter. They found links and evidence proving that they are involved in some kind of uh, tra- human trafficking ring. And especially what they want across that border are innocent children that come across the border just to get kidnapped and abducted by a thug for them. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely disgusting what's happening here. And Trump is trying to prevent that. I wonder why more than half the Democrats and a few rhinos voted against it. They have to be involved in something, like you said. Now, the next thing, uh, we're down here on point two. Uh, Real quickly, uh, the American beef and industry, uh, American beef and dairy industry. Mm -hmm. Now, I actually want to talk about Cory Booker for a second. He's the one that uh, uh, really fired this up by saying that the... uh, the people who eat meat, the meat eaters, their days are numbered. Well, I'd like to tell you, then have a good steak, man, because obviously <laughs> you don't know what you're missing. If you're not having uh, a hamburger straight off the grill, like gas grill or charcoal with bacon on I mean, come on. It doesn't get any better than that. Um, so I don't know why he's eating like a rabbit, though, because he's really missing out, though. He's well, eating- you know, you know what I'm wondering? I, I thought about this last night when, uh, you know, we were going to go over what we were going to do talk about today. And there, there could be two meanings of that. I was wondering if he meant, number one, he's going to get. Uh, you know, convert everybody over to want to be vegetarians. Oh, you can't do that. Right. Not me, but, at least, because r- I'm no. going to. If no. he does that, I'll just make my hamburger 10 feet taller. You know what? Just make it last a little bit longer. <laughs> I'll make it last a little bit longer. Yeah. Or um, or did he mean health-wise? Is your he going to poison the meat? I, I don't know. But I um, he, in other words, your days are numbered. Meaning, is it because he means health-wise? You know? But, you know. if you, and That's fine. If, I'm still going to eat a hamburger. That's fine. If, if you look at the statistics of... An all-vegetarian person, they are lacking so many nutrients. And and what comes out of me is like, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but we've been talking about this and how we've been discussing about what comes, uh, that meat is the essential need to develop the human brain. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess he's a vegan too, because he obviously lacks some brain development. Could be. Um, in there i don't know why he switched to all greens but obviously whatever wonder them to do it he's absolutely stupid now he's not smart anymore well it's obviously making him pretty angry too wonder why he's a democrat right (laughs) he's uh yeah he has a a, needs some anger management because he can get pretty uh, uptight you know um what was I going to say? Yeah, the the vegetarians they they lack. Um, I, I I I should do a um a podcast on that because there is a big difference as far as like um be, well uh, me I run um eight to ten miles every morning, 
And, uh, but my, my diet is all meat and raw vegetables. The problem with people in their nutrition is, and your biggest protein is from milk, from cheese and eggs and, um, and, you know, and your beef, but, um, my, my specific diet is all meat and, um, I'm low carbs, like, you know, like, uh, noodles and rice. I mean, I'll eat, uh, Sichuan food, Sichuan. I don't like regular Chinese food, but you know, Sichuan and, um, shrimp, uh, seafood, like crazy fish big time, you know, cause you get your lipids from it. But the thing is, is that, um, where people go wrong is all this boxed food, you know, the boxed food, the prepared food, the processed yeah. food. Um, that's where we're having the problems with not only, you know, autism, uh, people are allergic to the dyes that are being put in the foods and you know and 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 the thing is is everything now is called organic but that's how everything used to be before they put all this you know did all this mass um you know mass mass production of food and of cattle and of uh everything you know i'm not a vegetarian but i I do eat raw vegetables and that's, I don't eat any cooked vegetables at all, but, um, they, they take, uh, if you want, uh, and now it's from PETA, but it's a good, um, uh, video that you can watch. It's called meat. It's M E E T your meat M E A T. And they talk about how, this the mass production of um you know of stuff like that and which is not good you know you want the free range you know like because i bow hunt also and i my meat is fresh you know like my grouse my um my deer my elk and stuff like that and you know i mean it just it's it 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 go that that is uh probably a whole total new subject because you know china they um they're horrible you know they're poisoning our dogs uh we get food from over there and or certain kind of products and what's legal over there is not legal here and but it's you know they put the dyes in baby toys and we die or the babies get poisoned i mean there's a lot of things that i think the trade needs to be reconstructed as far as what they we are trading because That's why Trump is uh, reforming our trade deals because mm. we have wasted billions of dollars, like you said, oh. having China make our stuff. It needs to be made in America because people need to get jobs. They mm-hmm. need to have some kind of form of income. And when we bring the jobs back here, the world does better. The whole oh, world benefits from it. But when we have those jobs shipped out, it's yeah. not just America that suffers. It's the whole globe. Well, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of these times, whenever you call up your company, like your cell phone company and different companies, do you notice that I always ask them, uh, like when I call my bank, I, um, uh, I won't go into what I do for a living, but it, my bank is a special bank. And when I call, um, there, everything's American. But when you, I have like with my credit card company, I always, you know, I, you can always tell that they're from overseas. 
from Thailand, from the Philippines or somewhere. And I ask them, I say, are you, where are you from? And they say, uh, oh, well, I'm from the Philippines. And I said, really? I said, okay. I said, can you give me an American uh, banker? Because I don't want to talk about my information to some foreign person. I'm sorry. I just don't. No, I completely understand that. I think it's a big security risk that needs to be looked into. And then also, we're down to the last couple points on here. Uh, Also, what I think would be what is one of their key critical points, um, but it's one of also would be a major uh, infrastructure problem for us would be banning all gas-powered vehicles by 2030. Now, more 99% of our uh, population still drives gas-powered cars because they're the most affordable. These uh, these electric cars, they just don't have enough power to get us to places where we need. I would almost say they're still in their beta stages, even though they're being mass-produced. They're still not enough to offset the cost of production to sell to lower the price. And look at the price of them, too. They're like $40,000. Well, okay, all new cars are about $40,000, but these go past that mark. These go like, and mm-hmm. we're talking like some of these like new electronic cars, um, completely electric. They're like almost fifty grand. Who is going to pay down a loan for fifty grand for a car that is not even to be able repaired without going to a dealership and have special service done by it? Because because uh, you can't work on it yourself. Shop, or you yourself or a repair shop can't work on it because there's too many yeah. complicated sensors and computers and all that uh, fancy gadgets in there. Mm-hmm. So it's absolutely ridiculous. And that would cause almost a lot of our people to go into a massive debt just because they had to buy a new car. And, you, and if the government were to subsidize cars, that would make our debt even higher. And that would it costs our taxes. Imagine the taxes paying for a subsidized car. You know, I, I, I wish they would just leave Trump alone. You know, number one, he's the man, right? He's what America so he, needs right now. It, exactly. And he's the leader. Le- you know, they've, they've gone. Th- I mean, it has gone so fast. I mean, I'm shocked that now we have, um, you know, now we're starting the 2020 election process, you know, and everybody's starting to do all that. And it's like, what? Where did, Where did the last go? two years go? Yeah, all this time went to all these, the Russia hoax and all this stuff. And the thing is, is that he, it's like they prevented him from doing it. Just leave him alone, you know, and let him lead. He's the man. What if we the did ma- the same thing to the Democrat Party if a Democrat president got in there? What if we did the same exact thing? Oh, that would be, I'd say, be a reform of revenge. And honestly, I would not mind that because, hey, you know what? They did the did same you, thing to us. We're going to do the same thing with them. I never seen any um, a protest exactly of, of a Democrat president because our party we we didn't we didn't would do it with uh we didn't do it with Obama. We didn't ride on the streets and break no. companies' uh, windows and doors just because uh, even uh. There's and a, rip off their shirts that said Obama on them. Yeah, and go no. uh, marching down uh, a major city street half naked just because they just because Donald Trump is quote unquote sexist. That's 
absolutely insane. This man is not sexist. The same thing, he has helped women out a lot more than any other president, and he's racist, and no. he is not racist, especially... Uh, do you know Pastor Mark Byrne? Do you follow him on Twitter? Um, no, I don't think I do. Um, he actually said in one of his recent tweets that he has said that America has never had so much help from a president that has helped the uh, black community out so much other than President Trump. I think I heard about that, yeah. He is the leading president in helping out a minority race. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is, is this, is like, you know, you don't, if you are against something, which is, he, you know, whenever he first said that he was talking about people that, come over and they're not you know illegals and they're not bringing their best and look at it now oh he is exactly right when mexico he was so on causing back when he was campaigning in 2016 he was exactly right when people are coming across that border illegally mexico is not sending their best they're sending their worst and the old president you know oh gosh what was his name um the one that always causes um not the last one not the uh uh, pina um the one before that i forgot his name but he um he used to send uh the criminals over here because um to bring money home for uh his country you know because their country is overran by drug lords oh sure it is oh i know that very well and then what the last point that I want to talk here, since I know we're hitting that hour mark, um, okay. so what I want to talk about here, uh, maybe one or two more points, and then I think we could finish this after these two points. But I'm going to skip the airline industry because it's basically the same thing as the um, car with the gas tire thing. But basically, I think it does not say by a certain year. So I think if this somehow crazy deal passed, I think what we would be seeing here is they would ban the airline industry immediately. Now, my question is... So what are they going to do? Exactly. How some people cannot travel in a car hundreds of miles. That's what airplanes for. I I personally Mm -hmm. am not a big fan of flights. Mm -hmm. I've lost things at an airport before through the baggage stuff. Uh, When I went to Florida a couple years back ago for... uh, spring vacation in Orlando uh, when mm-hmm. I was still in middle school. Uh, it, uh, the flights are not always the best. That was my last thing that I uh, didn't like about flying. So I'm not a big airline industry person, but I know the effects of what would happen if that if they took that down. America would uh, be uh, sorely behind on uh, military technology for flying because th- uh, they don't Civilian uh, airline companies, I bet you they they probably test out uh, stuff for the military all the time. Mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely insane. So they'd be setting our infrastructure back before the Does Wright this... brothers even made their first airplane in uh, in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Did does the Green Deal talk about this airline? Because I didn't go get to that. Far. Uh, it, it only. Let me check, but on Conservapedia, it's not really saying anything about the uh, uh, airline uh, thing. And also, the second to last point is I'd like to talk 
it's just a small point. It's um, a national energy efficient smart grid. Now, if we had a smart grid, that would be opening to hacking by hostile powers. Cause so you're it, you could be if they had if if she gets if somehow she gets this smart grid by um, what she wants. Um, what would happen here is I think uh, it's possible that a technologically advanced a hostile country like maybe China or um, some advanced Middle East country like maybe Iran or Iraq, they could be a threat and possibly mess with our whole nation's grid. That would kill millions of people within just a few first minutes of being off, of having no power. Well, that ain't, doesn't that smart grid involve with that smart meter too? Uh, yes, dear. Yes. So, so have you read the latest articles, uh, relating to that fire in Northern, Northern California where PPNL were, uh, at fault with that? Uh, yeah, that actually, didn't they hit one of the power lines if my memory serves me correct? Uh, well, actually, uh, where this was starting those meters, the smart meters, they were, they, before they installed them in the Northern California area, they did this in Nevada. And Nevada was having problems with blowing up and just starting fires. But I pulled up that website that you were talking about, uh, or I mean, I pulled up a website on what is Smart Grid. Do you want me to read it real quick? Uh, yeah, and I want to talk about the uh, gender-based justice. That's also uh, one of their major points in here. Okay, it's kind of, it's not too long of an article. It says here, um, okay, the smart grid. It says, maybe you've heard of the smart grid on the news or from energy provider, but it's not, and I don't know if this is conservative or not, so it's just, That's you know, fine. just take, take it for what it is. Um, but not everyone knows about the grid, what the grid is. Um, the grid refers to an electrical grid. A oh, sorry, that was me. That was me. That oh, was that. Okay. <laughs> I am so sorry, guys. <laughs> That's okay. Um, a network of transmission lines, substations, transformers, and more that deliver elect- electricity from the power plant to your home or business. It is what you plug in when you flip on your light, blah, blah, blah. Okay, it says here, um, this was, the current grid was built in the 1890s and improved upon the technology advanced through each decade. Today, it considers more than 9,200 electric generating units with more than 1 million megawatts of of generation, generating capacity connected to more than 300,000 miles of transmission lines. Although the electric grid is considered an uh, engineering marvel, we are stretching its patch, patchwork nature to its capacity. To move forward, we need to know new electric grid. What is smart grid? It says, in short, the technology, digital technology that allows for two-way communications between the utility and its customers and the sensing along the transmission lines is what makes the grid smart. Like the internet, the smart grid will consist of controls, computers, automation, and new technologies and equipment working together. But in this case, the technologies will work with the electrical grid to respond digitally to 
quickly changing electric demand. Um, so basically, that's what it says. It does go into what it does. Um, they say it's more efficient, uh, quicker restoration of electricity uh, after power disturbances, reduces operation and management costs for utilities, and ultimately lower cost of consumers. Uh, reduces peak demand, which is also lower for electricity rates. It increases um, integration of large-scale renewable energy systems. Says better integration of customer-owner power generation systems, including renewable energy systems. So um, that's what it is. I think the closing note that I want to put on this uh Topics that are going to move on to our last one. I want to say that if we had a smart grid like they want, that would that would uh, make us a sitting duck for uh, an electrical grid hacking. Because imagine if um, if we had let's say that we're currently at war with China. Before they do any missile strike, um, the government decides let's do the most damaging thing possible without. Um, obliterating of uh, the human race in America. So they instead we have we have the smart grid, mm-hmm. and uh, they decide, oh well, let's hack that instead. So they break in. They could do anything that they want with that if they can isolate where that grid heads. Mm-hmm. They could basically take out our nation's capital without laying one single missile on our course. They could blow up DC without with just an overflowing electric mount, an amount of megawatts, and just obliterate DC without with fires, without laying uh, a button mm-hmm. for a conventional missile to go across the ocean and then cross the nation over to DC. They could do that, and that would be devastating uh, to all of us, and millions of people would die just within the first few minutes of a catastrophe like that. That's what the Democrats would be putting us at risk for with this smart grid. Well, you know, it's all ran, you know, like with those smart meters, you know, because they're not safe. But what what it does is, um, what it does is the electrical meters, what it does is it emits radio frequency energy, and especially with electromagnetic hypersensitivity. So the thing is, is that there's a lot on this um, that people really need to look into as far as the dangers, um, you know, and the cost of the security with it. Um, There's an article that Global Spec came out with um, on that, and it's called The Dangers That Come With the Smart Grid Electronics 360. And it was a February 13th, 2018 article, and it talks about the, the weigh-in against the cost of the security and, uh, you know, cyber risks. Um, It'd be astronomical just to have enough cyber defense and uh, to actually have people guarding the stations uh, just with uh, – one station in all security would probably cost thousands of dollars. But when you add all that up across the nation, that would be probably over a million dollars. Well, you know, the thing is, is that the cyber, the dangers that it says here in this article to consider is it says that cyber crimes that involve fraud and theft, monetary gain are most prevalent. 
followed by attacks uh, designed to disrupt and destroy physical assets. Hackers have ex- uh, exploited interconnected devices by identifying by identifying those security vulnerabilities, such as unchanged factory fault uh, default passwords. They have also um, exploited flaws in the protocols, such as those used by Windows operating systems files, along with the broader tens in cyber crimes. It says this has been an increase in the number of attacks that are designed for espionage, like you were saying, and physical damage targeting, targeting national government and critical infrastructure. That would do it right there. Right. And then the last subject I want to talk about, and then after this, uh, I'd like to come to a close since we are over that hour mark. And uh, unfortunately, my iPad is uh, starting to run a little bit low on power, but I have enough for one more topic before I charge it and release the podcast Um, is gender based justice. Now, when when I first saw this on uh, the Green India, I was like, what the hell is gender-based justice? What the hell is this? And then now I'm looking, and it says, uh, and then I clicked on it, and then it takes me over to gender confusion. Now, I think, you know, like mm. with um, the way the left is heading with uh, genders right now, mm-hmm. but I'd like to counter that with uh, Genesis 127. So God created man in his own image, in the image right. of God, he created him, male and female, he created him. Genesis one twenty seven. Uh This right. came from, uh, in the Bible, as uh, a lot of people know it. Uh, but my question is, to the left, is where do you come up with all these genders when it states in the, the Bible, two genders, male and female. That's all, that's all there is ever going to be. I think what really kicks them kicks us off with gen- the gender based justice is the idea of uh what people could be gender they they think they can be anything they want now right and i think it's a big driver especially for my generation shaping how they want to be i've seen a lot of this in my generation especially um during the teen years Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard articles and I've seen YouTube videos where conservative people have talked about that um, they've seen articles with people saying that if they're 10 and they're coming out as gay or they're coming out as asexual or bisexual or whatever the hell they want to be. And I'm thinking in my mind, where did you come up with this? And how are know. you going to find someone um, who is exactly that match? Because basically what they want is they can only identify with these their preferred pronouns. No, I'm just going to call them he or she no matter what because I'm going to be the racist bigot that I am and and say, you know what, they're male, they're female. I don't care what your pronouns are. That's what you look like and that's what God created. Mm-hmm. Male and female, that's all there is and that's all there is ever going to be. There's no asexual, there's no uh, bi or anything like that. It's just Male and female, that's all it's going to be. And what ties in with this justice, uh, this uh, gender-based justice, if is, say, what, I'm, what it's looking at here is what uh, maybe, uh, I'm going to try to portray this as best as I can, but there's not a lot 
on uh, the gender-based uh, justice. So I'm going to, again, this is not all correct, but I'm going to try as best I can. So imagine if you have, let's take the Kavanaugh case. This would be a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go back with um, Ford claiming that she was raped by Kavanaugh in high school. And you have no witnesses um, saying that, uh, no, I did not uh, get raped. No, she did not get raped. I did not. I was at this party, but I did not see anything like this happen. So imagine if this gender-based thing is um, implemented with this crazy Green New Deal. And what could happen is if a man, no, is if a woman would say, I've been raped by this man at this time, this location, this date, and this year, whatever. And basically, all she would have to do is just say, yes, I was raped. They could immediately bring this man to trial, break, uh, break um, what was written on the Bill of Rights with a fair trial and uh, the amendments with being uh, having a warrant and probable cause. It's basically, oh, well, let's just believe her and throw this man in prison. We've already seen that happen. Let me read you this. What um, the the gender-based decision and what in the criminal system is, is this is what this says. It says, this article represents the analyst of literature on sex-based selection process in the criminal justice system. It is the first since the feminist wave. Now, remember when all this started was in the 60s, you know. Now, I will say, though, I interrupt <coughs> for one second here, um, mm-hmm. that I, I do support that women have the right to vote and the right to work uh, what they desire. But after this first two waves, it should have disbanded like any proper or at least in the West. It should have disbanded in the West and at most moved to um, these extreme extremist Islamic countries like um, in Algeria, um, let's see, Syria, Iraq, and Iran and move over towards there and push the feminist uh, and call that their third wave feminism. But what we're seeing here in the West is third and fourth wave feminism, that is not feminism. That is just outright sexism towards white men. Right. Well, let me, let me, um, this, what this is, is this is from um, the applied criminal justice. um, And what the definition is, okay, let's see, where was I? Okay, so it it was the only since the feminine wave of the 60s, Uh, that sexual discrimination has been considered as an issue of importance of the study of criminal justice system and that the female criminal uh, criminality has been looked at more thoroughly. The article deals with different assumptions and hypotheses which have come forward in the debate of possible crimination of men and women in the criminal just criminal justice uh, process in the first part of the article um the various theatrical models are outlined the chivalry and the evil woman hypothesized blah 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 but it goes down further and says that the factors 
that can no more than a partial explanation of observed sex differences in the criminal justice system, especially in the case of the pretrial release and sentencing, more particular when deciding whether or not to send a defendant to prison, a a noticeable sex effect can still be found. Get it? So it's in the literature we find strong suggestion, although not all confirmed, initially observed that more lenient um, treatment of women at these stages can be explained by stereotypes and expectations about the personality of women as less dangerous and specific role of which women fulfill in Western society. That's definitely uh, what I see here is a liberal um, it's portrayment. A citation. Yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, as yeah, maybe very... one of the final closing remarks on this podcast is for this episode is what I'd say is um, God created us, he created man and woman in his own image. Under this assumption, I would tie this into our criminal justice system and say, man and woman, for each crime they commit, if, say, we give um, this male robbed a bank and um, we sentence him for 10 years, not a justice system, does that mean <laughs> if this woman robs a different bank, but in the same state, do we give her uh, a less sentence and cut no. it off? We should give them equal. 10 years, 10 years. That's right. That's right. It, inv- it should be treated fair. We're all created alike in his own image. Crime's crime. So crime, exactly. It all ties in with Genesis one twenty seven. We were both made from the image of God. Mm -hmm. We should be treated, if we are made from the image of God, we should be treated equal. We should have the same rights. No gender, uh, the two genders should not have any different or any more rights than the other. It is no. now equal, and that's all it should be. There should be no higher rights, uh, no more rights for women as there is towards men, especially in the criminal justice system. But with these third, uh, with this like third and fourth and infinite number of ridiculous other genders, genders. and Gen. the, the furries, uh, that side of the crazy, uh, the crazy side of the fence, uh, I think what should happen is maybe if our country did not recognize that, hey, these furries, they're still, they're still male. They're, they're still female with these mm-hmm. and with these other genders, the asexual and non-genderless. T- how can you be non-genderless if you're, um, if you're parts of reproduction, um, all you do is just look down and say, oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, I, I am a male or I am a female. No, you can't be both. No, you can't. Are, it's... are they are they talking about the ones that are both and uh, non-binary, but... which is absolutely insane. If you look at the appearance and you assume like I'm just going to be the bigot that I am and say, "Oh yeah, she looks." I'm the judge. She has a feminine name. Her voice sounds feminine, and she has legal documentation saying that she was born as a female. So you know, I'm going to say, you know what? You rob the bank, you're getting this same sentence as man that robbed a different bank, but in the same state that it's happened, you're going to prison for 10 years. Now, 
this woman is a liberal. She argues about it. She's more that she's better than a man. You're not. You're. I reply. You're made in God's image. We're all created equal. We all have equal rights, and there should be the exact equal punishment as there is for man, and as there will be for women. It all accounts as one for equal. They want it equal. That's equal. What? So, so what they're trying to do is what you're saying is, is they're trying to take and say that if a woman, uh, uh, they both commit the same crime, a man and a woman, that the woman should get a better that treatment? they should get a better treatment than uh, men. Cool. So basically, what they portray no. to us is, oh. as me being a white teen male, is I'm Adolf Hitler himself. I am the incarnation of this mm-hmm. Nazi. I am. See, I can just be labeled three things right off the bat. I haven't even said a word to a liberal. Yeah. I am just these three things. I am Hitler. I'm going to destroy the human race. I'm going to basically just wipe out the whole entire planet. I'm Hitler, even though I have no ties to him. I don't even agree with Nazism. I'm just this white supremacist, KKK, Nazi, racist, bigot. You, you name it. I, I, I'm it. I'm it right there. I haven't said one word. That's basically what the liberal media and the social justice warriors portray uh, a white teen male or any white male, as a matter of fact, that's straight. We're just, we're just Satan yeah. himself. I mean, doesn't get any worse I, I than that. It's, you know what, this, this is where, okay. Now this is my own personal feeling. Okay. My parents, my dad worked my mom she took care of the home okay and the thing is is that now i believe that you know if a woman is out working because i work and you know that if a guy does the same job uh then you know obviously if i'm a say if i'm a secretary and a guy's a secretary yeah we get the same pay the thing that i think that has really caused a lot of problems now this is my own feeling okay is that I, I really believe that the woman has gone over, we're not talking about being with a guy and you have to be a slave at home. We're talking about, I don't think, I think the roles of a man and a woman has been distorted because everything worked good when the children, they had more success in graduating um, when there was somebody home, somebody, um, you know, the man being the man and the woman made the man feel like he was the man. And that's where I really have a problem now because I, I believe that women are bashing men and not making the man. And, you know, it's not like your role is any uh, less. Exactly. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Your, your role is not any less. Because you're a component. And it says in the Bible, what does it say? It says the man will, t- you know, love the woman and everything. But the man is the man and the woman is supposed to be what? A compliment and a helper. That is where I think society has just, just uh, totally, dim, 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 um, well, what's the word that I'm trying to get? Diminish. Uh, yeah, the man. His manhood. They're stripping men and their manhood. That's where beta males are made from. It, it just the, it drives these me These beta males, they have no manhood. They are completely no. subject 
to um to women be, bashing. Yes, to women bashing. And they completely agree with that all the time because they have no alpha in that my generation, the alpha hood in my male generation is almost completely wiped out. There are I know. Especially I've seen it everywhere I've gone. I've seen my generation just be completely changed with you see the media bashing white men, especially with Nick Sandman. He was obviously a white teen mega male. He he was an alpha. Mm-hmm. Like I am, I'm a I'm a mega male. I uh, I support Trump. I'm I have alpha views. I believe I have dominant traits that other may not have, but I believe in equal rights, but not to the extent that they do, but not as a beta male does you know my family um my father worked really hard and my mother she was so good i i had a really good childhood and my mother loved my father and when he came home from work because he did he was uh, he worked internationally but he um was a man he was you know, he was the man's man and my mom cherished him. He was good. He was good to her. She was good to him. And the thing is, is my mom made the home in uh, as like a sanctuary. Man, it feel like your home, like your really home. He, she made it a sanctuary for him when he came home. And they were had a very loving relationship, you know. And the thing is, is that I just I, I'm. I, I maybe still have that tendency to be with the old fashioned. I completely ways. agree with your views. That's actually yeah. Well, I think it should be still, but I think women should have the right to work in equal pay. And actually, well, Donald you know, Trump of- he said uh, when he was on his campaign, I can't remember what state this was in, but this was towards the mid to end of the race when he was finishing up his campaign. He stopped in one of these states, and there was this. Uh, woman who stood up in the crowd and said since I'm a woman am I going to make the same as a man if I do the same job and he said only if you work as hard as that man is working that's right under no circumstances if you're a man or woman you should not be paid more than the person who is whatever gender a man or a woman who is working harder than you you should not make more you should both make the same no matter what you do. And if you're lazy, you should be fired. Right. Well, you know what? Let me tell you something, though. When you really look at it, who is more stronger? I mean, if you take 10 guys and 10 women, the guy is physically more stronger. It's just it's just the way it is, right? Exactly. And, it is. And in the, in the construction field, because that's where my dad worked, there would be these women that would come on the job and would want to be and do the same thing as a man and get the same pay. But the thing is, is what was funny is is they wouldn't turn out very long because they couldn't, uh, they couldn't do the physical aspects that a man does. And I mean, you know, the thing is, is that um, I, I, I just, I, that whole, you know, with Anita Bryant and this, the women's lib is what, I, I really believe that all the feminists and the women's lib is what the brought a lot of things down. There was so many situations to articles where I read to where men couldn't even get the job because 
there was women at the work that took the job, not saying that women can't work. And then there's also that turn in to where women had to go work. And then, you know, some things with the economy, sometimes it takes, you know, because you want more in life, you want these big homes or you want this and this and that, that it takes two to run the family now. But the thing is, is so many things have changed. There's no mom. There's no, there, there's no foundation in the family to where the kids have a mom at home. She's off working. Who knows what the kids are doing? And, you know, the, the whole, everything calms down to the family. It all and comes the, down. It's where everything starts is some kind of family. The now, family foundation. Yeah. For, I'm going to make, uh, since we're at uh, 84 uh, minutes wow. right now, we've gone longer than Way I thought. Over, but huh? that is amazing, though. What we, we had a huge productive conversation. We sure but I did. think I'm going to do my last closing remark, and then you can do yours, okay. and then I'm going to end the episode for tonight. But I'm going to say, though, that everything stems from the family, exactly like you said. Even if you have a nanny, that's nice. That's great. But the nanny is not going to be the same as the mother being with the child. It's never right. going to be the same because that love from the mother is not going to be there from the nanny. They're just paid mm-hmm. to watch the child. That's all they're there for. Right. Yeah, you go ahead and close because it's your show and you're the man. So um, go ahead. This is a conservative podcast. Uh, like I said, this was a very great episode with Montana. I will be posting uh, her Twitter handle out in this episode when I release it, and then I will make an additional uh, tweet after that um, with her anger channel below. Um, like I said, I highly recommend you guys go check her channel out because she had some very amazing points on what she has covered recently, and we've obviously had a great conversation tonight. We've talked about a lot of things that have need to be discussed in a while, and I honestly think this was probably one of my best episodes I've had with um, a a guest uh, tonight. So thank you all, and have a blessed night.